Are you a yes man? Have you learned the skill of saying no? Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast, positive solutions to help you thrive, designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. Welcome back to Thrive in the Future. Before we get to the episode, I want to tell you about Homestead Padres hot sauces. So Homestead Padres has been on the, sh- on the podcast several times, almost as more than anybody else but Perpin. And he has his own recipes for hot sauce. He has a Homestead hot sauce that's a little bit hotter than Tabasco. He has Scotch bonnet hot sauce that can melt your face off. And he has Flaming Mango Hot Sauce. These are all unique. They're his own recipes. Go check them out on Smith Homestead. That's smith-homestead.com. Use the coupon code THRIVING at checkout and you'll get 10% off. Go check them out. Okay, this week on Thrive in the Future. Are you a yes man? Do you know how to say no? My wife's friend always comes over and asks things to try and get me to do things. She's an older lady. She comes over and and it's always something that I don't want to do. For example, recently she asked, hey, do you and Audrey want to go square dancing? And I simply said, no. She looked like she was slapped across the face. This is a lady who in her youth was very beautiful, wrapped guys around her finger, and has probably never been told no in her life. Another time she came over and said, hey, we're going, we want to go to a open mic night down at the, at the cowboy church. It's going to be country music. We're going to play and, and share. Do you want to go? And I said, no. Now, many people would feel guilted into doing this eventually, or well, I don't really want to do this, but I will anyway, just because somebody wants me to. But, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You don't have to give a big explanation, just no. So do you know the art of saying no? Let's talk a little bit about that. If you don't set boundaries, then basically all of your time will be taken up by others. This is true at work. This is true in your life. You have to prioritize things, especially at work. So the boss comes to you and wants to load you up with some more stuff. But you're already overburdened. You're already working a lot of overtime. So how do you say no in that situation? I recently found this at work. We're taking over some work from some consultants. Now, consultants are paid by the hour. They work real long hours. And it doesn't bother them to work really long at night because they get paid hourly, right? So the boss said, you and your coworker need to take over the work of these consultants. So when I evaluated the work, then it was replacing three or four guys with like 1.3 of us because one of us was only allocated 30% to this work. It was just not doable. But there was a lot of pressure to take it over. Um, The consultants were a lot of big dollars. But we needed to set some boundaries. And basically, I framed it just like that. It's very difficult for us to take over three people's worth of work with 1.3 guys. 
By setting boundaries, I essentially had said no, and it resulted in we added another person to the team that could pick up some of that work and make it more closer to at least 2.5 to 3 people. So did I come right out and say, no, we're not doing that? No, but it's, it's a negotiation. It's one of the things you have to do is to learn to speak the language of the person you're talking to as you're saying no, whether it's your spouse, whether it's coworker, or anything else. What will motivate the situation? Because really, it's a negotiation. Going and saying outright, no, I'm not doing that, will probably get me in trouble. But by framing it up with resourcing and allocations, something that the boss understands, then that helps the air quotes negotiation. Say that you sell at the farmer's market and somehow someone asks you to take over an extra day or to do something that causes an extra day, but you're already overextended with what you're doing already or it's in the middle of planting season or something like that. So you're interested and you're excited about doing it, but the timing's not right. So you can frame up your no by saying, I'm really interested in this thing, but the timing's not right for me. Come back and let's talk about it in a month. Maybe you volunteer and maybe you're volunteering too much and you just can't squeeze another ask into into your day. You can also look at, should it be me or should it be someone else? Perhaps you have a partner, perhaps you have a friend who volunteers with you. Can you delegate it to someone else? And this also applies to work. So should it be me or should it be someone else? Can I delegate it to someone else? Or fall back onto the, can we do it, but just not right now? Or maybe you make the trade-off. Say at work you're already overextended and they ask you to do something else. Negotiate it out and say, hey, let's let's prioritize this. Which is more important, this work or this task or the other task? I can't apply myself 100% to everything. And I, and I don't want to basically do a half-assed job on this. So... What is the highest priority? And then negotiate that out. So there's a fallout to saying no. Some people may get offended. You have to do it tactfully, especially at work, because you don't want to come off looking like, I'm not doing that. So apply some of these tips. And one of the last tips is you want to say no, but still keep the relationship. You want to let the person know that this is important, they're important, what they're asking is important, and I'm also glad that you're actually coming to me rather than somebody else. I just can't fit it in, or this is not the right time. Keep that relationship, build that relationship, and then you can be more comfortable with saying no and it not being offensive. This is another step in how you can design your intentional life because it's not yes all the time. Don't be a yes man. There's an art to saying no and learn the skill of saying no. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to Thriving the Future podcast. Like us and follow us on your favorite podcast app. So lately on Thriving the Future, we've been talking about things that you may not hear on other podcasts. So if you like what you hear, then shoot us a tip on Cash App at Dollar Thrive in the Future at Venmo at Thrive in the Future. Or join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Thrive in the Future. You can get early episodes. You can get extra episodes with, with Perpend. Some of the examples are last year we did a a tour of Watkins Mill, and you can really hear the difference of where Perpin's mindset shifts to wanting to go to an intentional community in Kansas City and then also to the monastery. In addition to that, got the extra episode with Cyprian, whole 25 minutes where he talks about crypto, he talks about risk to your wallet, and also what is a cargo cult. That's on the thriving Patreon, patreon.com, Thrive in the Future. Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Coming up on Thrive in the Future, there have been a lot of comments in a previous episode on how Perpin doesn't know what the future holds for him and how he handles the uncertainty and not knowing. So we'll talk about that. Also, also, type 1 errors in permaculture. Those are the kind of things where something went wrong. Maybe maybe we don't go all the way to the point where it's ponds and things that are put in the wrong place. But how do you handle errors? How do you handle failure? That's coming up on Thrive in the Future. <laughs>